3: It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app is there for you as Elliot Shore Parks and I are coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook at the Parks Casino. TVs everywhere, comfy chairs. It is, uh, it's is—it's the spot. How you doing, buddy? Speaking of beautiful,
4: you got a nice little tan going from the uh, Phillies game got yesterday. got a little sun yesterday. Yeah, baseball is back. James was in his happy place yes. yesterday. Back at the ballpark, yes. meeting people. Watching a few dingers.
3: I appreciate you calling it a tan when I am red. Well, so that, you, know, you know, it'll eventually be yes. A tan. I'm I'm not great at tanning. I'm great at redding. Okay. Is what it normally is. I'm great but, at tanning. Well, uh, this is I believe a s- it. Subject for yeah. day. Is that what we're talking about today? Yeah, two on five. All right, uh, we'll get into the Eagles in a sec. Obviously, it is Go Birds Radio, but obviously, you know, off the top, uh, got to talk a little Phillies yes. as well. And We will take all Phillies calls as well because. Yesterday was exciting, man. I was down there. I was down there outside the stadium for a while, met a lot of awesome people, a lot of awesome listeners, and then went into the game and and for the first time in a long time, it felt like the old school Citizens Bank Park vibe. It felt every person was in their seats when the the game started. The crowd was going nuts. Kyle Schwarber got a curtain call in the first play of the season. Like I've never seen that before. Um, it was, uh, and look, they won the game exactly how we expect this Phillies baseball team to win games, a nine to fiver to start the season off. It's like, yep, this is what we're in for, but you know what? They're gonna rake. It's gonna be fun. I think we're in for really fun baseballs. I mean,
4: you said it perfectly. It's exactly what you expected yesterday for Schwarber to hit a home run off the top. They end up with how many on the day? Was he? He was only one that hit one. I think only so, right? homer. Yeah. Only but homer. Yeah. Get, but they get it. Manufacture you know, the runs Yeah. yeah. The RBI later to help put it away. And then the defense obviously ends up being the problem. Yep. Nola, we can get into <laughs> if you want. Nola,
3: the, the ball so pin, good, a little yeah. shaky until the end. It Look, was like.
4: Everything we expected. Looked so good through six innings. Obviously gave up. I think, what was it, four runs in the seven, yes. three runs in the yes. seven? So a so, solo shot and then a three-run shot. So still some concerns there, but exactly what you wanted to see. The lineup was awesome. And to your point, look, it's one game of 162, so you, you, you don't read too much into it, but just the excitement of having the Phillies back yesterday. Like, it was mostly just exciting because of all the additions they made. Like, this is why you go out and you go over the luxury tax. This is why you go out and you sign free agents. For moments like yesterday where Schwartz was getting a curtain call right away, fans are super pumped to be back at the ballpark. So it was awesome to see.
3: Yeah, it was. And, look, to your point, you know, it is game one of 162. They're playing a disgrace of a franchise. I mean, that lineup that the A's rolled out yesterday is I'm not kidding when I say it. One of the worst I've ever seen going to a Phillies game in a, in a team they're playing. I mean, it, it, other than some old Phillies lineups we've used to see back down there yes. back in the day. But just a horrendous, horrendous, disastrous lineup from the Oakland A's as uh, we are. Uh, someone talking well, to they, us while we're trying to do it. We yeah. are at the beautiful park, Casino on Sportsbook on the radio, sir. How you doing, man? I'm trying to do a radio show. All right, cool, 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 cool. Well, good times. That, Isn't that
4: fun when you're doing a radio show and someone just are comes having up and talks out, to you while
3: you're doing it? So throw us off there. We're good to go now.
4: One of my takeaways, too, and obviously we'll get to the Eagles, and as someone that covers the Eagles, right, like I view I view these games differently. I'm used to every week where there's a win or a loss. It's a big deal. I remember back the first year they signed Bryce. I think they started 6-1 and one that year, if I'm not Yeah, mistaken. that's where I
3: was going to go until I got yeah. talked to and I lost my train of thought. But that's where I was going to go. Then, yeah, when they know, started 6 We one. got all excited there. That was a 9-4 to four win or whatever. 7-4 to four or something on opening yep. day that day, too. So, so not
4: trying to be a buzzkill because yesterday was exciting. I do think they're going to be a playoff team. I really do. But, yeah, yesterday when I was watching it and I was getting ready to fire off some tweets, I'm like, all right, Elliot, take a step back. They were 6-1 and one for that one year. So it was just very exciting. It was really exciting. And I, I think, you know,
3: yes, we've seen good starts before. And, yes, we've been excited and been hurt before. But – To your point, this does feel real. They went over the luxury tax. This lineup is legit. It's something you can count on. They're going to hit. You know, well, it's, Ken- proved,
4: it's proven talent. Exactly. These are guys that have done it before. It's not it's not out of the ordinary that Schwarber hit a home run yesterday. This is something you can count on. Totally. Bryce, obviously, making hustle plays, running the bases. Like These are things that they do frequently. So they both won with things you can count on all year, and then the reason they almost lost are, unfortunately, things that you're going to have to see all year. brace and Stott with, uh, I think, two errors at third base, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, we've talked about Nola. I thought Girardi should have pulled him a little earlier than he did. I sure. mean, Girardi, like— you don't even have to basically set the lineup anymore. There's no DH. You don't have to worry about those things. All you have to do is manage the pitching staff. And I thought yesterday was a disappointment of how long he kept Nola in there. So
3: we'll take your Phillies calls at 215-592-9494. Anyone who wants to call and talk, Phillies talk about their excitement, talk about their concerns, you know, because to the point we just talked about, yes, they scored a lot of runs in one yesterday, but they also flashed some of the issues we're concerned about. The defense was a problem. The, you know, bullpen at times looked like a problem. Nola was a bit of a problem. So... Anything you want to get in on with the Phillies, positives or negatives, we're happy to take those calls, 215-592-9494. The Birds. The Birds. The Birds. Uh, look, it's kind of creeping up on us. The NFL draft is less than three weeks away, Elliot Shore Parks, and it, and it feels like for something, and obviously we talked about the trade last week, and we'll, we'll take calls on that, get into that as well. but. It does feel like something that was, and, and now it's only two picks as opposed to three, but still, even with the two and obviously with the three prior, something that all Eagles fans have been super excited for, yeah. super looking forward to. For f- almost a year now. For Exactly. Yeah. We have this capital. This is the draft. We got all these picks. And yet we're, we're you know, three, under three weeks away, and I feel like we've barely talked about it. How you feeling? you know, as this draft creeps closer
5: and closer?
4: So I do want to get into specific players eventually, guys that I think at 15 and 18 that I think make sense for them. And I do think I still believe they're going to be good players on the board there. I've said my opinion on the trade, which is I get the value. I understand why they did it. But I'm going to be honest in saying that I think it's a disappointing trade. I think there was an opportunity to add talent to the roster right now. We just did a full year of saying, oh, look at all these draft picks they have, and all it's resulted in so far is another trade. So I can't get down with the idea that this was a phenomenal trade. But moving on from that, they still do have those two first-round picks. And as the draft gets closer, my attitude of what I think they should do is becoming more clear. And for me, I think this has got to be a a risk-taking draft. At 15 and 18 – you're not going to get an elite-level type prospect unless you take a guy that has some question marks, a Jamison Williams. I don't think Derek Stingley probably going to fall to them anymore, but maybe you take him at 12. Like Guys that are coming off an injury, when they had the sixth pick last year, and I know they moved to 12 and then back up to 10, but when they had the sixth pick, my initial thought was, you have got to get a player here. Like inexcusable moment where you cannot miss on that pick. You don't take risks there. You take someone that you know can be a contributing player at six. I think at 15 and 18, especially in this draft, they need to take risks, like high risk, high reward. Guys that you think, in maybe not immediately next year, but guys you think that can be elite level players, because that's what this team is missing. They're missing guys that when coaches prepare for the Eagles throughout the week, there's nobody right now that they coaches sit up and say, we really have to worry about that guy. Devontae's is a good player. I don't think he's somebody that worries coaches yet. Jalen Hurts can be an impact player and make plays when things break down. We saw on that Tampa Bay game. I don't think defensive coordinators are super worried preparing for Jalen Hurts on the Eagles' defensive side of the ball. Hassan Reddick was a good addition. I think he's probably the closest thing they have, but they don't have anybody in that front seven where opposing defense opposing offenses go. How are we going to contain this guy? Like this guy is capable of wrecking our offensive game plan. How do we stop him? And I don't think they have those guys right now. So. At 15 and 18, there's going to be some options, but what I want them to do is take risks. I can't get down with safe picks, you know, guys like a George call out of Purdue. Like I want guys with high ceilings that eventually this season, hopefully this season, but if not this season in 2023, you're going, okay, this is a guy that if not for some question marks would have been a higher pick.
3: Look, I, I understand the thinking. And I, I, I'm like I like Jameson Williams. I think he's going to be a really good player in the NFL. The ACL tear doesn't scare me off too much, but I, I need this team to be smart with these two first round picks. I mean, these two picks are way too important. Look, I need blue chip talent too. I've said that for forever. That's you're saying, man. It's my go to thing. Like this team needs blue chip talent, but just because you take a quote-unquote safe pick doesn't mean that that person can't be a blue chip player safe picks turn into blue chip players all the time yeah and again safe is a, a bit of a pejorative word for it i mean like you know what's, safe, you. what's safe what's not right in this situation i understand the the taking a risk now one thing you kind of alluded to that i'm absolutely not doing i'm not trading two picks to move up i need two players Oh, see, draft. i would do that yeah i would not do that i am i am taking two players in this draft like maybe if you can go up and get like someone who is just a kid, Cal Thibodeau, is is falling to Kyle Hamilton, maybe something like that. I I can at least understand it, but this team has too many needs to fill too many holes. Like I need to come out of this first round and really the first couple rounds of this draft with guys who are not only going to be impact players for me over the long run, but guys who are going to help me right away, guys who I can start right
4: away. Like this team has like six holes on defense. So so let me push back on that a little. They do have positions of need that they, excuse me, that they have to address. I agree with you on that. But their biggest need is difference makers. Like I don't care what position these players line up in. They need to find guys in the first round that are difference makers. You're right. They need a number two corner. They need a number two receiver. The safety position, I mean, we'll talk about Tyron Matthew, whether or not he's going to be coming here. But there are, like, actual positions on the roster where you don't feel comfortable who's starting there but the biggest problem is not like they can find a number two corner they can find they can re-sign a Steven Nelson they can I mean Kazeer White right like nice player they went and they signed him none of these guys are moving the needle the guy the receiver they just signed and I know this is a minimum contract the last receiver they signed hasn't even played football since 2016 wow, like it's like a meaningless I, yes signing. I get yes, it but the, a, the, a... that is true the point I'm making is there has not been a moment this offseason besides Reddick where I thought wow the Eagles are really like going for it like they are like I don't need them to go for it make smart picks for the future like I don't need this team
3: again like I think that first of all I think the Eagles are actually going to be better this upcoming season than a lot of people are, are kind of alluding to based on the offseason like I think whether or not he's the guy I think Jay Hurts will be better this season than when than he was last season I think he will take a step forward Nick Sirianni in year two the entire coaching staff coming back in year two this the vast majority of the difference makers on offense and obviously still lacking there, but all those guys coming back for years, yeah. for another year in this offense, in this scheme, a super easy schedule, an NFC that's beaten down. I mean, all the good teams are in the AFC practically. I, like, there are so few teams in the NFC that really scare you while also acknowledging that, like, yeah, they're not going to beat the Rams. They're not going to beat the Bucks. There are a couple teams that are just flat out better than them unless Hertz takes a massive leap that yeah. is unexpected. But that's why I'm all right with them. Just pick the right guy in the spot. Like, you don't have to reach, you don't have to force something. Like, pick someone who's going to be a part of the next five years, even if they're not awesome in year one. Like, I need someone who's going to be a part of this team. As we start to move forward into next season, you know, the season after the season and beyond, and can put together a, a group of young guys on cheap contracts who you can move forward with. And, and they have picks next year. Like, they can make moves next year, too. Just get me some good players who could be a part of my future.
4: So I think we're saying a bit of the same thing. Like, obviously, they need to find impact players. That goes without saying. This is the first round of the draft. It's two first-round picks. Like, no matter what the situation of the team was, you have to find impact guys. I guess what I'm saying is I see it in a bit of a different light than last year. Last year I thought the pressure was extremely on Howie to make sure he got a safe pick, especially given you know some of the misses in the draft the prior year. He went out last year and he had a good draft. I think to a certain extent Howie has regained. I know this will not go for the vast majority of listeners, but I think Howie has earned the trust of the of the people back in terms of the draft because of how he did last year. But I just think, like, I look at Jamison Williams, and I think it's so easy to sit there and go, he's coming off a torn ACL. He really only had one productive year in college. Like, maybe I go with somebody else. Like, I think it's so easy to sit there and do that, especially given some of the misses before, like the Sidney Jones injury, Derek Stingley coming off of a foot injury. Now, again, I don't think he's going to be there at 15. But if he falls to 12, I would absolutely trade 15 and maybe a third to go up and get him. If Jamison Williams makes it to 15, I have no problem taking him, even though with those risk injuries. I think that... What I'm saying is these players that have elite-level qualities, a lot of them in this year's draft have big question marks, and I'm okay taking risks on those players this year because of their I mean, big need for impact players. And look, I don't disagree with, with the, again, as someone who
3: doesn't necessarily, isn't throwing all of my eggs into the 2022 season basket. Like, I'm not going to kill them for going out and getting a Jameson Williams and saying I don't need him to be great right away. I need him to be great in the long term. I just need them to approach this the right way. I'm not, again unless it's for an elite, elite, no doubt about it guy. Like, I can't give up my picks. I've already traded away a pick. See, but- I need to come out of this first round with two players who I feel good about, who are going to be and, – and two shots with the draft record of the Eagles, at least two shots at players who could be good
4: as opposed to one shot on a guy who, who we're not sure of. So let me push back on something you said. You say you're not throwing all of your eggs in, in the basket for this year. And I don't want to tell you how to manage your eggs. That is your personal decision. Mm-hmm. You can manage them how you please. But I think, in general, people need to start accepting that this team needs to th- – more eggs in the basket the 2022 season is happening I know it's like exciting that they're going to potentially get a quarterback the year after like I get they have the draft picks and all that and it's kind of like you know almost tricking fans into being like well there's always hope next year the 2022 season will happen and the best thing that can happen for this franchise much like last year is having a successful year is having players so that you can better evaluate Nick Sirianni having players so you can evaluate Jonathan again given Jalen Hurts' talent around him. If this team can win a playoff game next year, that would be massive for the franchise. And the way that happens is throwing more eggs in the basket, going out and got, like Marcus Williams. I know he's already signed somewhere else. But overpay for Marcus Williams. Go get a good save. Oh, see, no way. Go, go give Alan Robinson more do money. That. Like how many times you gotta
3: get out of your cap problems. They're in this situation
4: because they keep overpaying the guys and they keep committing to older guys. Like no, but those aren't, old, reset old, all, those your aren't franchise. None, I But I don't think they need a reset of the franchise. The cap situation is what it is. The cap is going to be going up. There is no fixing the cap in one offseason. But what, what what's frustrating me about their offseason is it seems like they've been in on guys? to a certain extent like they were willing to be interested in alan robinson until it got too expensive they didn't want to go all the way for marcus williams right like christian kirk i know we talk a lot about his contract but you know i do respect the jaguars for a certain extent of uh, saying for, for signing of, a well, dumb well, contract but it's just like i what i'm saying is i wish that this team would go more in on these moves that they're like only willing to go 80 in on and you label it as smart and maybe that's what it'll end up being but it's also kind of complacent. And I've never seen the team, I've never seen the Eagles be that. I've never seen them act like this, where, you know, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll do this, but we're not going to go all the way in. They've added almost no impact players this offseason. It's literally just Hassan Reddick. And I just think going into next year, I get you can look forward, but sooner or later, they have to find guys that they can count on to help them in the 2022 season. Yeah, I get your point.
3: And uh, would I prefer they find guys who can help them out? Absolutely. And we'll get into to Matthew, Tyron Matthew in a, in a bit, but look i just can't do it at the expense of future years like i think that this team is in a position where they are not ready to win the super bowl this year and again unless jalen hurts takes a massive massive leap forward and becomes a top five type of guy in the nfl which again we're hopeful about you and i like jalen hurts a lot more than than other fans do but
4: but i can't say i expect him to take a leap like that So i heard i agree say something interesting i think it was this week He was talking about early on in Donovan's career how they kind of – I think it was Donovan's first year as a starter they made the NFC Championship game, if not the second year. But he kind of talked about how – You know, they were a team that wasn't viewed that they were going to win right away, and then they were better, and all of a sudden they're in the championship game with James Thrash and Todd Pinkston at receiver. So, like, you're right that they're not viewed as a Super Bowl contender, but last year they weren't viewed as a playoff team, and then they all of a sudden were in the playoffs with holes all over the roster and not a lot of explosive power because they talked themselves into saying, Well, you know, we're not supposed to be that this year. So you're right that I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender this year. But you know what? If they would have added Allen Robinson, if they would have added Marcus Williams, if they would if they do go out and they sign Tyron Matthew like we look at the team differently so yes you're right that right now how they're viewed but part of the way they're being viewed that way is because they haven't gone above and beyond to go get the players that could help them this year I just don't think those players would make enough I think I if get they signed point, Marcus Williams Allen Robinson and they Tyron couldn't Matthew, do
3: that that's the situation they're in like that would just be compounding a problem like you have to fix this you can't Be in a situation where you can't add to a team the way you want to because you're hamstrung like But if they do that, then they're hamstrung again and hamstrung again Like we keep seeing this problem Two here 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on this team? The slow build versus kind of going all in this season the draft coming up and of course like we said Phillies calls if you want to get in on the Phillies opening day today's game We'd love those calls as well 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phones started off in Brookhaven one sec there, Brookhaven with Brandon. Hey Brandon, how you doing, pal?
6: Hey guys, I was expecting Tom to be uh, first call there. Yeah,
3: Tom, so. Tom couldn't call in today. He let me know during the week. He's so you're leading he Busy off. today. The, so you <laughs> are Tom. Today, you're
4: the Kyle Brandon. Schwarber of the show today. No pressure.
3: <laughs> well, that's a big shoes
6: to fill. But yes. I actually called in to actually ask you guys specifically what you guys just said was: What do you hope happened in this draft? Uh, do you, I mean, it sounds like oh, you want to trade up. I'm with um, James on staying where we're at, getting two starters, perhaps, on D. Uh, it was kind of main, That was my main purpose of the call. But I'm happy with what he did. I, I mean, I think it would be idiotic if he didn't take that trade. Agree. So, I don't understand why the criticism. Because um, so that could be, be a top-ten pick, as far as I'm concerned.
3: Me, too. I so. think betting against the Saints is a smart move. They have Jameis Winston as their quarterback. They have a brand-new head coach. You know, they've, they've lost a bunch of guys in the offseason. Marcus Williams, Teron Armstead, Malcolm Jenkins retired. Like, they're cap strong. Like, I really – and and they their schedule's tough. They have to play the NFC West. They have to play the AFC North. I'm really with you, Brandon. I mean, I look at this trade, and not only do I like it just from a pure draft pick value perspective, but I think betting against the Saints the next two years is a really smart play as well.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I, disagree, I disagree, but this is a discussion for another day, I guess. I just think bet, like this, this is exactly what happened last off season. It was, oh, well, betting against the Dolphins is a good idea. They don't have a quarterback, like whatever. And then that pick ended up being, you know, in the middle of the first round. Obviously, I don't think the Saints are going to be a team that wins a playoff game, right? So I do think it'll be a pick that's probably, you know, Somewhere in the seventeen to twenty range, and you're right; they could potentially be top ten, but I don't think this gets them any closer to a quarterback. Like they had three first Why round because they had three first round picks this year, and they're not going to end up getting the quarterback. They but that's able because to trade there friend.
3: isn't a quarterback in the draft that they wanted. There's a big difference. But who between, knows what the class is? going to But there's look like a bit right, but it seems and and Brandon, thanks for the call. Good call to start us off. Uh, it, it seems like it is a better class next year, expected than this year. And if that's the case, like look, there's a big difference between trying to trade for russell wilson or deshaun watson because those two guys can control where they go they can say i'm not going to philly or i am going here if you're trading for the first or second pick in a draft it's purely best package that team trading the pick unless they need a quarterback obviously which is a caveat that you can't control and you're concerned about but like unless that's the case then then all they're taking is the best package, and the more capital, the more assets you compile for yourself to put in that type of package, the better opportunity you're going to have to get up to that high in the draft.
4: The Eagles' best chance at a franchise quarterback right now is Jalen Hurts. Doesn't mean it's a great chance, but their that, best I, chance, they have a better chance of him being the guy than they do of acquiring a top-two pick in next year's draft true. or trading for a franchise. Why? Man. I don't know if that's
3: true. because Like if how if, he got up to two last time he wanted to. Because
4: if C.J. – If C.J. Stroud's as good as everyone says he's going to be, if Bryce Young's as good as everyone said that he's going to be, then what it's going to take to get up to two, I believe the Eagles either won't be able to do it or the teams won't be able to trade the picks. Well, I
3: mean, it all depends on where that Saints pick is and what kind of value they have and all that. But, I mean, you still have a lot more capital to do it with. And, again, how he has proven in the past, how he found a way to go from 13 to 8 to 2. Like, he has shown that, especially as far as it goes with draft pick compensation trades, you know, of all the – You know how he detractors out there, and I have been one of them. Like, there that is an area where you can't criticize him at all. Like, the dude has found amazing value
4: in draft pick trades. But unless unless the team that's in one or two doesn't need a quarterback, like this year, an example, the Jaguars—they're number one overall. They have Trevor Lawrence. They're not drafting a quarterback. The chances, if the team that's in the top two next year is willing to trade the pick and needs a quarterback, I think that's a red flag. Like, you look at the year that can we won't know but, that. But,
3: you can't control that. All you can do is you try can- and position your team best for the future from assets to situation, all that. Like... You can't control that. What well, else do you want him to do? I, I well, I'm, I mean, what I, if what if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy? What if he goes out this year and he's just not good enough, but you didn't make that trade, and now you're going into the next season with Hurts heading into the last season of his deal? Like, right. do you pay him? Do you not pay him that whole thing? And he's not the guy. Like, what do you do then?
4: Well, first of all, I think you're pre- – not you, but – the Eagles are predetermining the answer to the question by not investing more in this year's team and giving Jalen. Why Jaylen not? A chance they, it's still leave. draft
3: picks. You can you can use those picks next year, because, First but you can elite. also
4: just trade picks next year. Like this idea that if they don't have multiple firsts, they have no chance of trading up. They didn't have multiple firsts when they moved from thirteen to two to you know whatever thirteen right, to six. But to why two. not have
3: more assets because with which you, to move?
4: But, well, yes, in the ideal world, you would have assets to move and you would invest in the team. I'm saying of the two, I would rather see them invest in this year's roster and give Jalen a chance and see if he can be the guy. And then if he's not, you. have figure it out at that they're giving him a
3: chance they're giving him a chance to find out if he's the guy if he's going to take a leap forward it's going to be evident we're going to see it he's going to be making great decisions he's going to be putting the ball in the right place so i think we're going to see it one way or the other i think hedging your bets is a smart play 215-592-9494 where do you come down on all this with the eagles plus the draft coming up who do you want to see him take what positions are most important to you at 15 and 18 coming up in the draft again less than three weeks away philly's calls as well and also coming up we mentioned his name a few times in the first segment, the whole Tyron Matthew thing. Will they, won't they, should they, shouldn't they? We'll get into that next as well. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And as we sit here in the beautiful Parks Casino Sportsbook, let me tell you about the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, but as you covered for betting on baseball. Golf, obviously a big tournament going on right now. Pro hoops as we enter the, the, uh, the extra part of the season, the after season, as they say. Hockey. And so much more, whether you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. And with an amazing offer, new customers can make your first bet risk free up to $750. Just download the all new Bet Parks app right now in the App Store, Google Play, or at pa.betparks.com. It's the only sportsbook and casino app that Elliot and I recommend. The Bet Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook apps where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino all in one amazing app. We did great live in-game betting. You can bet more than the score. You can bet on individual player performances. Check out Bet Park's futures bets and wager on projected league champions or MVPs or rookies of the year, division champs, and so much more, and of course, action today. There's golf action to bet on today. All the leaderboard is there. You can bet on that at Parks with the Bet Parks app, and of course, baseball today, a Philadelphia team down there at the ballpark. They are a heavy favorite today, a one-and-a-half-run favorite over Oakland. That's a fun one to throw some shekels on as well, as I think Philadelphia is going to score some runs again today. And you can do it all with the Bet Parks app. And, again, here's the deal. New customers get their first bet risk-free up to $750. The website has all the details. Visit pa.betparks.com. That's pa.betparks.com. And use our co- promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's go time. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. We are at the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino, watching sports, beautiful, comfy seats. It would be a great place to just come out with some buddies, hang out, watch some sports, bet on some games. It's really awesome here.
4: So I've been in the process of planning my bachelor party. Yes. Which is coming up uh, in May. And I feel like this would be an awesome place to have a bachelor party. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? All the chairs, the TVs. Oh, you phenomenal. Know, phenomenal. It was a gamble a little. Or a lot. Or
3: a lot. Yeah. Depends, I guess, and you know, obviously how good there's you are at it. A lot to gamble on right now. So many things to gamble on. Obviously, with baseball back, we've got basketball playoffs coming up. The Masters is on right now. There's so Soccer, much obviously, great stuff to get into. So, obviously, uh, check out the all-new Bet, Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook app. We're talking Eagles, talking Phillies. Again, if you want to get on the Phillies, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It was a... A very fun day down at the ballpark
4: yesterday. Yeah, so and tell me more about it. I was jealous I wasn't able to get uh, down there. It, man, it was awesome. A, there was energy. It,
3: was, it was really felt different when yeah. you walked in the park again. Like, every single person was in their seats to start the game, which is not something you see on every opening day. And, you know, Schwarber, again, the energy in that place when he hit that home run, it was, it was, it was electric. It was electric, and it has not been electric. You really, like, when I think about it, in the last decade, like, I can only think about that Mets series last year. It's like the only electric series we've had down at Citizens Bank Park.
4: It felt different. Which is it crazy because they've been in playoff races. I know they're not, like, you know, super yes. exciting playoff yes. races. But they there have been, I mean, I think each season Bryce has been last here. Last year, they they've been were in, in it. Yeah. Even the uh, the, uh, the the COVID year, yeah. they were in it till the end, if I'm not mistaken, sure. right? Yeah. So there have been times they've been in it. But you're right. Even the someone that wasn't there, just, wa- you know, listening to it, watching it. Uh, seeing like everything on Twitter. It just seemed awesome down there.
3: It it really was. It was it was really awesome down there and, and it's exciting. It's and exciting to see them them, you know, go for it like
4: this. It, well and I'm happy that's how you ended what you said uh-huh. because I my main takeaway, I even texted this to you and we talked about it today on the way out here, like, is it's just so Interesting to me how the Phillies are like everyone's super like watching that reaction to opening day yesterday. It's because they went out and they signed guys and they are a team people believe in. The Sixers, I know James Harden right now, whatever, but like people are excited about that. The Eagles are not that right now, and of course, the Eagles are king in this city, so no matter what happens between now and you know week one, people are going to be excited. I get that. But if you're the Eagles, how are you not looking at that and being like, okay, wow, we got a great first-round pick in 2023? Like, just from a purely, like, entertainment standpoint, I know you said this on the last pod, you want uh, the team to be smart and not just strictly do things for the fans, and that's true. But at the same time, I just look at all these possibilities they have with the assets, and they just were able to do so little with them, and it's just incredibly disappointing. Uh, look, I get what you're saying, but
3: they're being smart, and I can't kill them for making a trade where they get uh, – a. Uh, over like a way more assets back than what they're giving up and again i went into this offseason saying the way i wanted them to approach the offseason was give Jalen Hurts another shot Jalen Hurts is my quarterback for 2022 but as a smart organization i'm gonna hedge my bets and i wanted them to trade one of those first round picks to get assets for the next year and they got way more than i could have expected in the deal they got so i'm i'm really happy with how they're approaching it but i understand the frustration where are you at with that two on five Five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll get into the Tyron Matthews situation in a few minutes. That this could change, big, big change the tenor of the whole conversation. We'll get to that first. Let's go to Doylestown and talk to Mike.
7: Hey Mike. Hey, how's it going?
4: What's up, Mike? How you doing?
7: Good. I'm a pretty much a high hopes guy more than a go birds guy. My man. Um, so you're up. a
4: James Seltzer so, guy, really. You know, <laughs> which is it's yeah, a good so, guy to
7: be. Yeah, so tell Jack Smith I said hello. Um, we will. So
3: he's Are, usually all, listening, even if he would deny it.
7: <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm actually not as worried about the Phillies defense as everyone is. Mm. Because the one guy who made errors yesterday is Bryson Stott. Yeah, it's a good point. And I'm thinking like and I'm thinking like the guy's playing his first game at a major league level would be nerve wracking, especially with that crowd that we had there yesterday. That's a good yeah.
3: point. And secondly, he's playing out of his position. Yeah, no, for sure. And Mike, it's so, a really and, good point. I'm I was not it was more the defense. I wasn't worried yeah. about Bryson Stott. Like, I, I actually think he'll play at third base at a, at a pretty good level, and I'm not super concerned about it. It's a good point to make.
7: Yeah. So, um, other than that, I'm like, the defense was fine. Um, and the Nola, like, I'm not even concerned about Nola. Like he, It's not like he was miss, he's missing at the end, but he just ran out of gas. It's not like he was tortured in the beginning.
0: Yeah, but so it seems like with Hardy him this is always the out. case.
4: It feels like with Nola it's always four or five good innings and then he he explodes at the end. So I agreed to do it in the – it was in the seventh, right? Like mm-hmm. t- it's later in the game. Yeah. So that – you're right. Uh, you are right. And obviously it was his first start, all those things. So, like, it could be he just ran out of gas. But I do think in terms of – you're saying you're not worried about the defense and you're not worried about Nola – like, coming into the game yesterday, the two biggest concerns with the team were the defense and Nolan, for good reasons. And you're right, you can point to Bryson Stott and say, well, he's playing out of position It's his first game. I think that is a good point. You can point to Nolan and say it was late in game. But you still saw exactly what the worry was. So I I, I don't think you should be not concerned about these two aspects of the team.
7: True. I'm just – I'm happily optimistic more than usual as a Phillies fan right now. because there's you have high so much you yeah, have high I you do what have what high saying. hope. There you go. Mike, no. great
3: call, buddy. We appreciate it. And, look, that's where I'm at, too. I, You know, I think we have this, like, kind of Phillies PTSD from the last few years where it's hard to really open yourself up again and say, I am ready to be heard again. But I, I'm there with this team because, yeah. again, like, yes, there are concerns about the defense, and we will see that play out moving forward. There are concerns with Nola. There are concerns with depth in the rotation. There are concerns with the bullpen. But at the end of the day, I look at them and I say, you know what? They're going to hit a lot. And that's something I can count on. Night to night to night, like this team. And obviously, teams go through cold stretches. It's going to happen. But but for the most part, this team's going to hit way more than they're not. And that's going to give them a chance to win games more often than not. So I, I do I do feel a, a, a more positive than negative, despite the history we have with these guys.
4: I was thinking about this a few days ago, and I want to throw it by you. So obviously, like. I'm a big offensive guy, right? We talk about this with football. I believe yeah. in offense. Basketball, over you're a bucket. I'm, a, I'm guy. a bucket. I'm a buckets guy on uh, in basketball. So, I, you might be surprised by this question, but I do think signing for offense was the right move by the Phillies. But I'm curious if you think about it, do you think that they've kind of neglected the pitching staff too much? Now, I don't know what was out there in terms of availability and free agency, but when you look at the, the staff, I mean, Nola kind of is what he is. Wheeler's coming off an injury, and I also think it's fair to question if you're going to get the same type of performance this year from Wheeler that you oh, did like last year. like a career year, year for Exactly. Year, so, you know, we'll see what, what he is, but do you think they've neglected the, the pitching too much in terms of spending all this money in their lineup?
3: I wouldn't say neglect it. Look, I, I actually think it, it, my only concern with the starting five is, is depth is if these guys get hurt, if the Wheeler shoulder thing turns into something or whatever. I mean, Wheeler, they need Wheeler no matter what, obviously. But I I actually trust these guys as far as start. Like, if you look around baseball, I think one thing that happens with the Phillies in particular, and we do it with all our teams, but I think with the Phillies in particular because – it's really hard to to keep track of all these twenty five guy rosters and every player on you know in every pitching staff across the league. But if you look around the league and look at the starting fives for most teams, the Phillies are absolutely in the upper upper half and okay. really top ten, I would say, in terms of just pure talent in their starting rotation. What about in the NL? I, I, they're up there. Is okay. The point. Like, there yeah. aren't that many type. You know, the Dodgers have a better rotation. The Braves have a better rotation. There aren't that many. Even then, the Braves like. I'm not sure it's a better rotation like I think they'll be okay it's more of a depth thing I worry if guys go down for stretches of time and look that's a real worry not just because Zeppelin shoulder but I mean uh, Wheeler's shoulder but like Zach Eflin has yet to make it through a season yeah. without the heavy body or the you know this or that or whatever Ranger Suarez was a closer halfway through last season and then all of a sudden now he's one of your most important starters you know Kyle Gibson is what he is so I do think if you're looking at this team and looking for a uh, concern, I do think the depth of the rotation is there, but I, I do feel pretty good about the rotation. I just
4: think when you look at the lineup, there's like four or five players, if not more, where you go, I know what I'm going to get from them. I think on the other side, the the pitching staff, you just, there's, to me, nobody that you know. No, you don't know Wheeler's going to well, be. Wheeler you don't, don't know who the going Well, that's I, a big deal.
3: Yeah, I think, I, look, there are question marks, but I think Rangers going to be good. I think Eflin's going to be good. Like I, I feel good at. And again, it's comparative. But that's my point. You're saying, but it's comparative, you... though. I'm saying, go look at another pitching staff, and you'll say, oh wow, the Philly staff's a lot better than I thought it was. is yeah. my point. So and I, that's why I wanted to ask. Just baseball. You, but... There are not as many great pitchers as there are great hitters. Okay. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to Glassboro and talk to our guy
1: Black Reddy. What up, uh ba- Baby, mama, flip flops. How y'all doing today? Good, buddy.
3: How you doing? <laughs> how you up, how you doing?
1: Uh, first of all, I know it's a packed house. I mean, I could come for the bachelor party. But you should hire your boy as a Toastmaster, man. I come to your wedding, give you the best speech of fire you ever had in your life. he <laughs> will be tearing, crying, and ready to run through a wall and put extra tips in the Christmas gifts for you, too. Shoot. I'm good at that. I'm going to have um, to run that
4: by the missus, see what she I, thinks.
1: Uh, okay, I'll give her a little prep talk, too. You know what I mean? I thought it. Um, You're
4: <laughs> so, very convincing, so I don't know if I uh, want that, but yeah, maybe. You, you <laughs> definitely don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, um... Yesterday, it just felt good. Like, it felt good knowing that I could pull out two pistols and start blasting all people as far as the Phillies are concerned. Like, just knowing that we got offensive power, and we've gone over the luxury cap. So, guess what? If we need a little help yep. with pitching, we oh. already done spent that money. Go ahead and spend a little bit more money. It's, it's Owen
3: oh, uh, hey. Black Grady, that's a, a massive point, especially when you look at the holes on this team, like the bullpen particularly. Like, it, you can fix that in the season. The problem is the last few years, they're like – Making trades for like fringe guys because they didn't Nicholas want to take Diamond on any means. money. Yeah, Estrupo yeah. Cabrera and, yeah. and Wilson Ramos, like now they can take on a little salary and actually like hey, do something. I think it's a really good point.
1: I like analogies. It's like taking a long drive. Once you break the deal, you might as well keep going. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> the steel, keep it it's like out Kramer here. on Seinfeld, right? Just keep <laughs> all going. Day, all day long. Uh now you talk about the excitement for the Eagles. Guess what? We're doing what we need to do. Ain't no excitement because guess what? Who are we going to trade for? We're going to give up everybody to get one body and a whole bunch of nobodies that don't want to come here. And we broke and got no money. So guess what? We are going to build through the draft and then package up the plays next year and go get you some splashy bashing. But depending on who we pick this year, we're going to have some excitement. We're going to have some joy. We're going to have some fun. But we're going to do it in a regular way for just a year for pre-sake. You can't get home runs all the time because apparently Howie season's is always in on every single player. Right He doesn't get any of but them. But no, but Howie, that's my point. It, it's that's a, my a point. great point
3: because every year we're like killing them for like going all in or, or spending too much or signing yeah. old guys or whatever. Finally, he's taking a step back and trying to, I don't know, build it the way everyone wanted to build it. And people are freaking out about it. Well, I'm so up, with you. To, Black, be, to you? be
4: clear, it's not one year because they just did this. So it's now two years, right? They oh, just, oh, they're well, coming I'm, off a four-win year, man. Well, but I'm like, saying, so everyone's saying it's one year. It's now going to be two years of this. And who knows what 2023 is going to happen. When they made and, these and trades I'll, last offseason, this was supposed to be the offseason where they utilized all of them and no, they haven't done no,
1: no, that. No, 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 well, I'm telling you it's going to be next year, too, because next year is the year where you package it up and try to move up to get an adequate quarterback or do something. But we need young, cheap talent. We can't afford it. How are we going to kick the can so far down the road? I can't even see the can no more. But I know there's a whole bunch of money in it. I keep telling you, i over here getting checked for nothing. All right, we we have <laughs> to build this team up the right way. So I'm excited. You're excited. Uh, talk to the wife about the Roastmaster. If not, get me right. on that bachelor party. And as always, go birds! Go birds!
4: Love you, Blacker. Great call, as always. One of the most annoying things I continue hear this season is build the right way. Yeah, build the there, right like, way. As if, as if it's just there's this blueprint sitting there, and it's like, all right, well, if you build this way, it's going to work. Like, there's no right way to build. You just make good moves when you can make them, and then a pattern – or not a pattern – if you continually make good moves, you'll be good. Like You don't have to build through the draft. You can sign free agents. You no, can make but trades. but it's about
3: learning from past mistakes, and it felt like they kept making the same mistakes, and now they're stepping the back and taking a different made. approach. Resigning old guys, old trying, guys trying too yes. hard to go for it when the team wasn't ready to go for it, like keeping that Super Bowl run going on life support by making splash moves to try and keep it going rather than saying, all right, this is done. Let's rebuild. Let's start over. Let's kind of do this through the draft, through at, young talent and and making a
4: roster that can move forward into the future so i do think you're right that a problem they made was re-signing old guys but i don't think signing young free agents is building the wrong way i wish they would have gone out and gone a little harder after these guys and paid for them because they do have money and they do have the need
3: 215-592-9494 where do you stand on that and of course as we just heard philly's calls get them in as it is exciting right now and and there's no reason to not watch yesterday's opening day and get excited about this team because They showed you what they can do. They're going to score a lot of runs, and that's exciting. 215-592-9494. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. We are at the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered online in Pennsylvania and New Jersey now as uh, we are having a blast out here talking Eagles and the Phillies. If you want to get in on either 215-592-9494, let's go back to the phones, keep it rolling, and go to North Philly and talk to our partner, Sheen. Yo, Sheen. Sheen. All right, We'll put Sheen back on hold, see if he's there. Let's go to Virginia and talk to John. Hey, John.
7: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. What's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, long time Go Birds uh, fan. Listen to the pod. Good show. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, John. We really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, uh, what I want to call about is uh, back up James on one point and back up Elliot on another. For James, love I it. Do, uh, love I, it. I'm with you. I'm with you on the trade. Love the trade. Um, hoping for the best for Jalen Hurts this year, but unless he takes a big jump as a passer this year, I think we got to have that extra draft ammunition available um, to give us the flexibility to upgrade the quarterback position if need be next year. So.
3: And I'm 100% for...
4: with you. Like, couldn't agree more. Yeah, but I yeah. still think their best chance is him doing that. They have a better chance of but him improving than they preclu- do. It doesn't preclude
3: you from doing it. Like, it, it making the trade doesn't mean yeah. that Jalen Hurts can't take a leap forward. It just gives you options if he... You're Very right. likely does it. You you're know? right, But
4: you're also choosing to, to use your assets to invest in the future but team instead of the current They were never going to
3: take three picks in the first round this year. I get year. that, they were but you were could never it, do for it else.
4: They were allowed to take three picks. They, they what weren't it's worth. going I know to. they weren't going to, but let's not pretend like they were not allowed to. Well, I didn't say they weren't allowed. I just said they were never going to. All right. What
3: else you got, John? That's true. Where you, where where you coming at me true.
4: now? Oh, yeah, okay. So um, you know, For
7: Elliot, I agree about needing to add an impact player this year. And I'm kind of coming around to the idea that, you know, I have a lot more confidence in Howie to maneuver around the draft board than I do in his ability to sort of, you know, pick a player that's got some question marks. So yeah. I'm thinking I'm willing to accept a little bit of a trade up, sacrifice a, a little capital to try to land one of these little more surefire types of players.
3: John, great call, man. Call us more often. Thanks for listening to the pod. Um, yeah, look, I, again, I, I understand that philosophy. I am totally fine with them not going out and trading for. And look, it looks like a lot of those receivers probably not going to be available.
4: Well, you know? I, I don't know about that. I mean, some players have to drop. You know, there, there can't be twenty players taken before the. No, 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 picks, no. So. He's talking about impact, like going and trading for, or
3: going to get Brandon Cooks or going to get DK Metcalf or going. To, he was oh, talking yeah. about impact, getting an impact player now because he doesn't trust how he to make those picks necessarily. So your call of saying, trade a first for a player is kind of what he was saying you yeah. would be all right with. Doing. Now,
4: with DK Metcalf, it does seem like they're not going to trade right. him at least. like right. I know often teams say we're not going to trade for him, then they do. It seems in this case they legitimately are It's going to take a lot. Mm-hmm. It, just out of curiosity, if the Seahawks did call you and said, James, I will trade you DK Metcalf, give me your best offer, you get one chance at making it, what's your offer?
3: Um, I mean, I wouldn't get him. Like the offer I give would is you trade enough. Would you I, trade
4: a, like one first round pick for him? Well,
3: one first round pick I would like stop and think long wow, about. And I probably crazy. I probably like in the end of the day, one first round pick I would I would I maybe would do it,
4: but I'm not giving up more than that. You're not getting him for way more than that. So, you know. Yeah, and he's gonna cost a lot too. But again, I, I would. Like I would give up a one, a three, and like a you know, a five or whatever to get him. I think he's he's young, he's elite, he can help the passing game, which is their biggest area of need. Like I would overpay, and I would contractually overpay as well to get him on the roster.
3: Let's go to Pentagon and talk
2: to Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing, buddy? What's up, pal? Um, What's on your mind? I'm not concerned about the Fells. I'm glad they went that way with the Bats. Uh, uh I'd rather, I'd rather go down swinging and lose, and, and losing 13-11 on, on it. I don't think our defense is going to be that bad. We're making it sound like when a ball gets hit right to them, they're going to drop it and throw it in the right field like it's hard. I'm so
3: game. with you, Chris. It's like the, people think they can't, like, catch a ball that is hit towards them. Yeah, well, but they're go overboard with it. Yeah, they are, playing that they, game they are projected
2: was... to have one of the worst defenses in the league. Obviously,
3: they can field
2: But what's worse? man, I have mean, been playing that game since five years old, and I'm 54. I played all the way through college. Errors equal themselves out if you have a good, fundamental hitting team. All mm-hmm. the time. So just, look, just look through the track record.
4: Yeah, I no, I, I'm I happy they invested in the lineup, but I think people are somewhat diminishing the fact that the defense and pitching is a major concern. Yeah, no,
2: I thought that was fun, fun, fun yesterday. And, and James, I, I agree with building, but here's the problem with society today. What mm-hmm. is he building? He is masking. Building, yeah. building is when you sign a guy for three years or the four-year contract, and he's under the age of 27. We have one-year contracts all over the map like it's a checkerboard. So if we wait two years, there goes our center, our Hall of Fame center. Lane Johnson got one foot out the door. So, so we're, we're never going to be able to rebuild because he's messy. Here's the difference with Hallie Rosen. There's gambling, as I taught as a coach, when you're, when you're coaching. There's gambling and there's calculated risk. He does too many gambles, not enough, not enough calculated risk. No, you, you, you sign a guy. You send a guy from the worst run defense because he had 130 tackles. He's 210 pounds. They were the 30th against well, the run. Chris, and to I, a one-year Chris, how, were, how is that building?
3: Well, I think it's that they don't have many options. That they, as well, but they pointed, did. Elliot
2: just said but, you should, you, no, you they should pony up and pay man. a little bit, but, a little but bit but more Chris, money.
3: Chris, Chris, from a money perspective, they don't have many more options. As well, Elliot has pointed out many times. they Of all the teams in the league, they have the least – Ability to did, maneuver under the cap. They okay, cannot then, resign. They cannot restructure contracts. Did, 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 like they did, did, are very did. set in what they have. Okay. From the cap then how do we think Perspect- we're going to get
2: the Honey Badger when he's asking for ten million
3: years? He, he's not going to get that. And Chris, good call. But like, and, and we're going to get the Honey Badger next. But the point is, if the Eagles are getting the Honey Badger, it's because he's getting a lot less than he thought he was getting when free agency started. There is a reason that we are a month or whatever into free agency, and the Honey Badger is still sitting out there. Like sorry i like dunny badger too i actually would sign him i think he makes a lot of sense for what the eagles need especially on uh, both on and off the field for yeah, that wait, position talk about him now. yeah like I, I i think he makes a lot of sense we'll talk about it next Why I do think they would sign the Honey Badger, but if they get the Honey Badger, it's because other teams didn't give him the money he wanted, and he's coming to the Eagles for a cheaper contract. Absolutely. And that's the point. Like, they can't go out and sign this massive contract. Like, they could, but it's a big risk considering the situation they're in because they don't have a lot of maneuverability. Like, point being, they've signed some big contracts in the past, and they have not been good ones. If they miss on this one, it would be crippling with the
4: situation they're in. Yeah, the valuations have to be better than they have in the past with the contracts. I agree with that. Now, the cap situation, we can get this on the other side, but it's not as clear cut. You're right, they have the least amount of cap flexibility. They could have signed guys like Marcus Williams and Alan Rodgers. Sure, Robinson. but again, it, it puts you in a very precarious yeah, position. If you get the evaluation wrong, you're right.
3: 94 94. We'll get into the Honey Badger next. Should they or shouldn't they? And if they do, what would it look like? and your calls 215-592-9494 if you're on the line now i promise we'll get your call next segment and get on the line now if you want to talk eagles off season leading up to the draft or phillies as well 215-592-9494 it's go birds radio live from the beautiful sports book at parks casino and let me tell you about the all-new bet parks casino and sportsbook Abbott as you covered for betting on baseball golf pro hoops hockey and so much more, whether you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey now. And with an amazing offer, new customers make your first bet risk free up to $750. Download the all new Bet Parks app right now in the App Store, Google Play, the Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com, the only sportsbook and app casino that Elliot and I recommend. The Bet Parks casino and sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app and with live in-game betting which is a wild ride you can bet on more than the score you can bet on individual player performances you can check out the bet parks future bets with a wager on projected league champions mvp rookie of the year division champs And with all the sports going on right now there's so much to get into of course baseball a game down in philly today you can bet on that philadelphia one and a half run favorite i think they score some runs today of course a certain Golf uh, action that is happening right now that everyone's paying attention to. You could bet on that as well. Anything and everything, of course, basketball's coming up. There's some big games coming up in that as well, and you can do all of it with the awesome new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. And, again, here's the deal. New customers get their first bet risk-free up to $750. The website has all the details. Visit pa.betbetparks.com. That's pa.betparks. Dot com and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's go time. It is GoBirds Radio. Brought to you by the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. We are at the beautiful Parks Casino Sportsbook. Tons of TVs, tons of awesome seats. Come on out, hang out, and watch some sports, bet on some games, and have some fun. Back to the phones in just a minute. We got to it a little bit before the break, but the uh, you know it has been, you know I think, whether or not people agree with me or you in terms of of how the slow build's going and whether they think it's the right approach. Obviously, all Eagles fans, I think, expected more from the free agency period than just Hassan Reddick. And I think if they did, you know, the Tyron Matthew thing, he's been out there for a while. It's been about a month, obviously, since free agency opened or somewhere in that range, close to a month, like three weeks, whatever. I think it's been actually right right around a month, month, right? Yeah, somewhere in that range. Anyway, he's out there and you know, kind of just waiting out there, waiting out there. We knew that based on the, you know, guys we always talk about, the Eagles have been in on but didn't get. It's been wide receiver and safety have really been the two yep. clear targeted positions that they went after in
4: free agency. they so were willing to pay at. Yeah,
3: they were willing to pay at. So, you know, it starts to get there. And then all of a sudden the, the virtual interview that the Matthew thing is somewhat real, like maybe the Honey Badger could come here. Where do you stand on the whole Honey Badger to the Eagles thing, what it would cost,
4: and, and the, the real viability of it happening? So I I think he's a good player. I do. If you look at how he played last year, first of all, he's extremely versatile. He spent pretty much almost, you know, a a third of the time each at deep safety, in-the-box safety, and slot corner. He's probably a little less at slot corner. But he has an ability to truly, like – malcolm jenkins was incredibly versatile and it's kind of you know i don't want to compare them
3: it's like heresy to say yeah right
4: but i mean he's probably a better like he's probably faster than malcolm was when malcolm got here so i think you'd feel more comfortable with him at deep safety malcolm didn't really do a ton of that uh he did do some of that at kansas city so i think when you look at the safeties eagles had last year on the roster there was no versatility like anthony harris and mcleod might have been the, the slowest set of safeties in the nfl And I know defending Jonathan Gannon is, you know, not allowed. But (laughs) I think the lack of safety, uh, the the fact that they didn't have two safeties that could do anything besides the very clear roles is it hurt. It hurt what he could do defensively, hurt what he could do schematically. So I think adding a player like Tyron Matthew would allow Gannon to get more creative. And I think it's a massive need on the roster. I think he's a good player. He would be a clear upgrade over what they have. Now, to your point. He's still—it's a month of free agency, and he hasn't gotten paid. So I think at this point, his name is probably a bigger deal than the actual play you're getting. And like look, he, the he's Chiefs,
3: a, who are a good organization and have a whole need to win right now, and need to win right now, said, "Eh, we're good."
4: Exactly. So that so, says something too. And the other thing is, the Eagles have not—and when I say the Eagles, like Howie Roseman has not done a good job of adding free agent players after like the first month. If you look at how they've done each offseason since 2016 when Howie took back over, it was really only 2017 where they got a lot of guys late that helped. Like, you know, the Chris Long, LeGarrette Blunts, Patrick Robinson's, like, I don't remember actually when they signed Patrick Robinson, but they have not done a good job of, like, third-tier free agents of finding value guys. So I look at Tyron Matthew and I go, A, he's going to be 30 next year, and he's going to be 31, uh, obviously, the following year. So he's not on the younger side of his career. I don't project them giving him any type of significant money if he's going to come on a one-year deal and it's not going to cost a ton sure why not but i think your concerns are very valid and i think the eagles track record of signing guys this late in free agency has not been good so I, I it's a move i would make it's a move i think they should make but i also think if it's a move that ends up happening fans need to be realistic about the fact that this is not really like an impact season i was not season changing
3: type of thing yeah
4: he's a good player at a position they need but a month in, not not signed, I think it would be fair to be skeptical as well. Yeah, and look, again, if it is that type of deal, which it seems like it's playing
3: towards something where it's not going to be certainly what he thought he was going to get or what the general public thinks he's going to get, then I'm totally fine with that. I think that's the right type of move, something that's not going to harm you too much for the future, but helps you now. And I do think he really does help both from a positional perspective and just that type of guy in the defensive back. I agree yeah. with you
4: too. I think from a, a leadership perspective and an edge perspective, he seems like a guy that really plays with a type of, I don't want to say passion, but just like a, uh, an, an edge to him that no one on the Eagles defense really has right now. Like Darius Slay is their best defender He's an outside corner. I think it's tougher to, imp- to have that type of impact. I think uh, to, you know, Matthew could come in here and be like a front seven type of guy where he's in the box being physical. I think it would be a good signing, and I would do it. I just, you know, a month into free agency, I can't get too worked up about the fact that this is like a massive deal for the team.
3: So if you want to get in on Tyron Matthew, if you think it's a much bigger deal than we're making it out to be or is the kind of thing the Eagles absolutely have to do, let us know, 215 592 or if you go the other way and say there's a reason he's not out there, but he's old. But you would sign him. I I would sign him. Yeah, And, again, dependent. I'm not giving him, you know, a long— Well, he's not going to get that now. I'm not giving him three years and a lot of money. You know I mean? I would need something where I can get out of it earlier than that would be my thought.
4: I do think—I mean, he could sign here. I think the Eagles have had interest for a while. I don't think this is, like, just popping up. But if I'm him— and the Saints are willing to sign me, I would be surprised if he picked Philly. Just because he, he grew up, From he, there, he was yeah. born in New Orleans, he went to LSU, it's a chance to play for his hometown team. So I think the Eagles might have to overpay to convince him to come here.
3: 215-592-9494, of course, if you want to get on the draft as well, the offseason and, of course, Philly's baseball as well. Let's go to Bethlehem and talk to Gus. Gussie!
5: Listen, the slow build is another one of their crap phrases that should be written on a piece of toilet paper. Well, the, it wasn't right. their
3: phrase. It's our phrase. Well, it, it's the, a crap phrase. The Eagles phrase. at no point have ever said We're slow, going to slow build. build.
5: There is no slow build in the NFL anymore. It's, it's, you play that year to win. That's how you do it. This is antiquated as the Green Bay sweep. It's nonsense. It's just crap it's that not they throw nonsense. out there. It, it's
3: not nonsense. It's dependent. Listen, Look, Elliot, deep,
5: this is the, last,
3: this is the first time... It's not talking. In, it's me. It's, it's James talking, Gus. Okay. Regardless, the point is, it's, it's team dependent. There are some teams that are in a position to not do a slow build, and there are other teams that are. If you have Joe Burrow, a quarterback, in your set, sure, you can go a little quicker. The Eagles still have a lot of holes that they're figuring out, including the quarterback position, so... They're not—what are you talking about? Like, tell me, Gus, how you, you make the Eagles one a Super Bowl contender right you
5: get, one, you get one great player on one side of the ball, and three of those holes disappear. Oh, if, you, if that player yes. is a great player. It's this is rare that I agree with Elliot Short-Parks, but this trade is just another uh, bit of a uh, uh, sleight-of-hand flim-flam. It's, it, there's no content to this. Do Every do they pick,
3: got way more draft capital back than they are giving uh, I them?
5: know, but a draft pick is just a fantasy. Until oh, the player until, Gus, until you it, build your until, team with draft picks. Until That's the how you player, build
3: your team, buddy.
5: Like, until you, they the, need until young you, talent.
3: They got a bunch you, of old guys who cost a bunch players, of money. Players,
5: with great players, the James. Great of course players.
3: with great players,
5: the man. The there are guys in this draft win. who are
3: going to be great players
0: Med, in the NFL, Med, Gus.
5: Metcalf is a great player, okay? So what? He's not getting traded, Gus. He's
3: not getting traded.
5: Listen... This idea of the, 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 these draft picks that add up to zero because the person making the pick well, Gus, is not a qualified thing. to make so, talent So let's never make any draft nonsense. picks
3: because Howie Roseman's bad at drafting. Is that what you're saying? Let's terrible. never make another not draft bad, pick. Terrible. Just trade away all the picks, Gus. Is that but what see, you're saying? See, see what, that's
5: classic. That's it's foolish. Trying what to you're reduce, saying is, is It's hey, nonsense, wait a it's You're trying to re- reduce an, a legitimate point by making it reductio out absurdum. I'm not saying all the picks. I'm just saying, even though he's so bad... But, frankly, I wouldn't be opposed to giving your entire draft picks. To he had a good draft work. last year.
4: I think what Gus is it saying, and what exactly I agree. It was a good draft. Ga- None Gus, of those players were
5: game changers. Devontae well,
4: Smith was Tavante pretty good. Devontae Smith is pretty good. Oh, and Pre- Dickerson is a starting lineman for
3: a decade, you're potentially. You're right. like, you I talking agree. Pretty Milton Williams could be a starting defensive tackle for you. Kenny Gainwell is a starting running back for you, potentially. Parsons for Dallas is a
5: Parsons, yeah, Parsons is, is one of the game. best rookies yeah. draft, he's ever really. drafted. He's a guy who blows up plays. The Eagles don't have any of that. They don't have a That's great That's why they need to draft him, player. Gus. Guess what? what? Parsons went with the 12th pick last year.
3: That's only three picks before the Eagles' first pick. You're saying they can't get a Parsons at 15? Like, who knows? No, and because, because and obviously Parsons is, is never going to pick
5: a Parsons. Why? He's never going to pick that guy. Well, it could never. be a defensive end who's it's that type of impact player. Gus, they can't. They, they, they don't draft impact defensive players. They
3: Gus, Gus, they have done a bad job of it, but that doesn't mean you don't ever draft another defensive player. Like I don't understand. I get. Look, I have been very critical of Harry Roseman the last few years. I think he has done a poor job for the most part at drafting, and certainly with a lot of those later round, first round picks, like yeah. we've talked about, he has struggled with it. But what are, you, what are you going to do then? Like, you can't just say, well, we don't want draft picks because Howie's bad at it. Like, you can't run your
4: team that way. It's nonsense. So, I, I agree. But I do think there's two things. One, drafting is hard. So, I do think there's an argument for trading picks for, I mean, you're seeing a lot of teams around the league do it because it once you have an established player, you know what you're getting there as opposed to trying to draft one, sure, which has a it. low batting average. I think what Gus is saying and kind of my point is as well is this trade didn't solve any problems. Like, yes, from a from a... A draft capital standpoint, they got back more than they traded. It gives them options down the future but this trade did not make them any better it didn't fill any holes and so that's why i think like i understand But it also didn't make them any worse like right that's, so that's all capital. so picks. Like, that's why i don't think it's a trade have, that deserves to be praised and like wow what an amazing move why they didn't not? Do it. it's, it's it a different do type anything. of deal but it does it gives you more draft
3: capital It allows you to get more good players theoretically hopefully that's the point and this team with the cap flexibility issues they have all that stuff you know it solves all that stuff Having really good players on rookie contracts that helps solve but it, all those issues. It's and they don't have those guys.
4: Yes, but it's and this is not a Howie thing. It's just a fact. It is really hard to draft great players. Of course it is, but yes. that doesn't
3: mean you don't try. And draft no, I agree. Great you, obviously,
4: they should they should make draft picks. I was the one that started this by saying that I hope that they may even move up or trade. You know, draft two this year. I get that. I would have preferred they drafted three this year. So I am with you on that. But ultimately, the trade that they made did not fill any holes on this roster, which is why I can't sit here and say, wow, what a slam dunk awesome trade when it didn't fix anything. Let's go to
3: Florida and talk to our buddy, Ja'Cory. How you doing,
4: pal? How you guys doing? What up, Ja'Cory? How you doing? My favorite time of the year, man. I know. I uh, Yeah, this, this is, is your time of, is of the year. year. This is your time to shine, Ja'Cory.
8: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, First of all, with these uh, draft picks, with the trade, I liked it. You know, pursuing prime position to take a quarterback next year. Hopefully it's my guy, Kyler Van Dyke, out of Miami. You know, I don't think we'll get, like, the top two guys, like uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Well, I think we would be in prime position for one of those, you know, those other guys too, you know. Nice, so they're going to um, get the
4: third-best quarterback in
8: the well, draft. Well, and then.
3: also, regardless of what they what happens with the quarterback thing, like, in a draft where seemingly, to Ja'Cory's point, there are multiple quarterbacks that people are excited about, the value of draft picks is higher. Like, a, a right. draft pick in a draft with great quarterbacks, any pick in that first round right. is more valuable more. than a pick in this first round. So that does yeah. matter when you look at this whole situation.
8: And I think it's like three or four teams with multiple first-round picks. Thank you. So we're not the only QB needy team that is possibly going to need a quarterback. Yep. But, um. But yeah, but I think one of those draft picks is going to be um, one of those big de- uh, Georgia defensive linemen, either uh, Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt, because Butch is going to be going the year after. And I think we're going to take a big body receiver. Um, I think Drake London, Traylon Burks, one of those two. But now, do you I, think Drake would, London
4: gets to 15, though?
8: Possibly, but I think the, I think he goes to the Jets at 10 because they're trying to yeah. add a receiver to that receiver. Goal. But I really want to talk about these uh, visits. Okay, so I've been seeing on Twitter, and Elliot, you had one yesterday. I see these, we get these quarterback visitors like Matt Corral. I'm visiting with Kenny Pickett. We're calling about Malik Willis. Yeah. I wouldn't really be surprised if we take a quarterback in the draft. And I'm thinking it it might not be those three guys, Pickett, Willis, or Corral. I think the quarterback is going to be your
4: guy, um, Elliot. Ritter, Ritter. Ritter. I like Ritter. Now, they have not been connected to him as much as the other guys. And clearly, you know, this is only about what's out there. But yeah, they are doing their homework on on the quarterbacks. And now the Malik Willis thing. The Matt Corral, I think, is probably bottom end of the first round. So I, I think they would if they draft him, they're probably trading back to get him. But but right. Malik Willis, and it seems like Ritter is actually rising up quite a bit. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a top twenty guy like, at this point. But, I've been I've been hearing like because we met with him at the scouting combine. And we met with him
8: at the um at the senior at the bowl. senior, yeah. senior ball, and I I was hearing about like he has a plan already. If he goes into camp with a veteran quarterback, he has a plan to beat them out. Like, I think that's going to turn, you know, coaches on, and teams going to make him like, look, look more available. And I think if we're at, you know, 15 or 18, he's going to fall
4: right in our front. And I think man, that's the chance of how he think. And the, the interesting part of that, too, is –
3: Corey, great call, brother. We'll talk to you next weekend.
4: Like, let's say the Eagles board has Desmond Ritter – Either QB one, or that's like the guy they want. Right. They don't think they're going to get Malik Willis. They really like. Ritter. Hypothetical,
3: hypothetical. Yes. Don't forget. Hi- hypothetical.
4: Like they could make the trade with the Saints and say and feel pretty good that they're probably getting Ritter at eight. Yeah.
3: Well, also interesting too that you know I, I know it's been talked about a lot, but that they were able to keep both picks in front of the right Saints. Of so the like, Saints. there's no way that they could kind of get screwed over by that, which is fascinating. What do you think? Because I do think it is. It, I think with the the trade, I think that was one thing that when they made the trade with the Saints, a lot of people were like, okay, you know, so they're, they're positioning for next year. They're not taking a quarterback this year. They, they, they've set this up, like this is positioning for next year, this and that, whatever. Do you think that – where are you at on that? Like, do you think it – because uh, Ja'Cory seems like he thinks they're going to take a quarterback this year. Well, let's year. go
4: through – let's just go through each quarterback because I think it's kind of how you have to view it. Like, Malik Willis, I do not think is going to make it to 15. Agreed. I don't think they're going to trade up for Malik Willis. So uh, the fact that they called the Liberty coach and talked to him for an hour, I think that's noteworthy. But they could also be calling just to figure out where they think Malik Willis is going to go yeah, for other reasons. Yeah, also, like,
3: look, they're always going to do their due diligence. And they could also be putting that out there as a smokescreen. Like, there's a million different reasons for that. So
4: I, I think Matt Corral, though, is interesting. Matt Corral, they're bringing in on a top-30 visit. And I know you could argue they're doing that as a smokescreen, but there's no real reason to. You only get 30 of them. Using it just to waste your time if you don't like them, I, I don't think it's something they would do. Matt Corral is someone that maybe if they talk themselves into – you know, I, I think he probably goes in the first round, but let's say he drops. Let's say he's, they could
3: trade up in the yeah, second to let's get, say they him, get him, him at 41. Like yeah. Now,
4: it's it's interesting if they did that because if you draft Matt Corral at 41, you're kind of in the same position you so were when, hurts you, again, when you right? drafted yeah. Hurts at yeah. 52. Yeah. Like You can say, oh, he's not the guy, but let's be real. If they draft Matt Corral at the top of the second round, then he's the guy. Like they, That's why they're doing it. So I think Matt Corral is a real possibility. Ritter's interesting. I, I don't think they draft Pickett. I think Pickett's also probably gone by 15. I do think you're going to see Malik Willis and Pickett go inside the top 11. But Ritter, I like Ritter. I think he's a really strong arm. Uh, he obviously played well at Cincinnati. He was able to win there, which I think is impressive. Good athlete. He could do a lot of the RPO stuff that they do right now. People view him as one of the most like pro-ready drafts, uh, quarterbacks in the draft. Um, so yeah, I, I really like Ritter. If they were to take him at 18, I think you know, not to get into the whole debate about him versus Hurts, but I, I, I like him as a prospect.
3: Yeah, I, I just, I still, I get it, and I think anything's possible. Look, they took Jalen Hurts in the second round. It's one of the right. most shocking draft picks that I ever remember in my life as an Eagles fan where I was, my jaw fell to the ground. I was like, they did what? Um, so I won't put anything past him, but I still am of the mind that I will be highly, highly surprised if they take a quarterback in the first two rounds of this draft?
4: I would not be highly surprised. I wouldn't bet on it. If, you know, I wouldn't set the Parks Casino odds on it like very high. But, I mean, the other interesting question they have to ask themselves is, let's say they're sitting there at 18, and, like, Ritter is on the board, Crowell's on the board. I mean, is there logic, if you know, if everyone wants to do slow build and everything and just find a quarterback, of taking him just because you like him more than Hurts, or do you feel like he has to be a guy that you view as, like, we're going to give him, like, two look, or three uh, years to be a quarterback? I think
3: when you look at a lot of the, the, the quarterbacks who have really, you know, taken off in the NFL, like, a lot of times it's not the first quarterback taken. It is a lot of times first-rounders, but, like, right. you know, a quarterback was drafted out of Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, a quarterback was drafted out of Justin Herbert. Two quarterbacks were drafted out of Justin Herbert, granted one of them is Burrow, but Um, And those are high picks there, but I think that there is an argument to be made to take shots at the quarterback position with maybe not necessarily super high picks until you hit and just kind of keep going for guys because a lot of guys kind of bust out later or can be better than their draft slot or whatever. And with the the contracts and all that type of stuff, I think there is some logic to it. I just think in this specific situation, the way they've kind of hedged their bets with the whole Hurts thing, I think that... They, I, I, think they're they're committed to Hurts because they had to be committed to Hurts this year, and I don't think, I don't think the quarterbacks in this draft change that. I think next draft they could.
4: I don't know if I would support this plan or not, but there is a logic too of saying, all right, we're going to draft Matt Corral, we'll give Hertz the job, and if Hurts isn't what you know what the team is hoping or whatever, then you give Corral the second half of the year to see what you have there before then you go and make the decision sure. that offseason.
3: Sir, it could, I, I wouldn't bet on it. I think they have too many other needs, but certainly possible. Let's go to Texas and talk to our buddy CJ. What up, CJ?
9: What's up, guys? So up, CJ. James? I'm not gonna lie. What doing, it, Elliot? This is like one of the few times ever in which I'm looking. You know, what? I'm not gonna even say it. I understand. You're saying based on where we are, the trade, isolated by itself, good trade. You got more for what it was. We weren't gonna sign three first-round draft picks because financially, it's just not a good decision. Now, I will say this. When I look at everything, as far as just the window of the off season. It sucks. not the trade, but just you. No, willing. I
3: get it. What they've done to the roster as it stands now, yes. is they have not done enough. And that's I, get I think
9: it. a lot of people are coming from. Like, I get it. I get early. it.
3: I'm not saying I think they've done. Like, again, my point is more just I. I'm okay. You know, not throwing a year away, but not like going all in on this year.
9: Yeah, but see, you don't have to go all in when you're accumulating talent. I think exactly. that's what a lot of people exactly. look at it like, oh, if we go get, get this receiver, we're going all in. No, we're accumulating talent. You yep. have talent on the team because why? The person who does the drafting and, and, and his history is I'm not good at drafting players on a consistent basis, which is why we're looking at, hey, this is looking more like a real than anything because if you were still hitting on a high clip of players and what you were bringing in, we wouldn't be in this situation. It would have been more of a situation like, hey, you add these type of pieces, we're probably catapulting. Or, hey, let's position ourselves to get a quarterback. But no, it's more of, hey, it's how we when we're talking about willing and building and drafting. Draft picks are just, coll- they're just assets, but they have to turn out to be something. And I agree. With they're a lot of, I agree. Yeah, and with yeah. Howie, they, they're not as much assets as they're a senior. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, I don't know if y'all know it about dead stock shoes. I don't know if y'all know about the tennis shoe game. Oh,
4: yeah. But it's
9: oh, yeah. like if you have a pair of Jordans that's old school, never been worn or signed, that's a high commodity. But if yep. you just put them on your feet and walking around no, like, hey, well, these the are same, King Jordan.
3: It's the same thing with a car. He makes you know, the moment man. you drive the car off the lot, it, it loses like exactly. half its value. I get it.
9: So the moment we see who's doing the picking, it kind of devalues it for a person like me because I'm like, eh, this is not how his will well. This is not what he's good no, at. So he... when I look at what he wasn't able to do, which was sign players and keep the freaking and keep our cat hit within a good range, what's supposed to be his strength. When I'm looking at him not doing those well, and now you saying, Well, let's depend on him doing drafting, it doesn't look good. I so know. that's don't uh, uh, know what
3: Siege, I get it. Great call, as always. I get your points, but at the same time like You also have to look at the situation this team is in and say what's smartest for the future of this franchise, and it's, and also on top of that, like he had a good draft last year. If you go back to twenty eighteen, yeah, I I don't get the whole. If you go back to twenty eighteen, like I mean, the twenty eighteen draft in hindsight, they you know they're not superstars, but. You get Dallas Goddard, Avante Maddox, yeah. Josh Sweat, and Jordan Mylata in a draft. like, And there was another, I think Matt Pryor was in that draft. That's that was not a, a miss in the sixth round. That's a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal draft. So, like, I get it. Like, more often than not, I do not feel confidence with how we make in the pick, but at the same time, that doesn't mean they're going to be bad picks because it's not always been bad well, picks. I
4: mean, look, if you want to go 2018 home run, 2019 not great, 2020 not great, 2021 looks really good. Looks really good. That's two out of the last 50%. four drafts that, that have been, you know, I think very good. So, yeah, I mean, I still think, again, draft draft picks are just are what they are until you actually utilize them and turn them into things. But, yeah, I, look, I think Howie's been a better draft than people give him credit for
3: Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's
4: Go Birds Radio from the beautiful—
3: Sportsbook at Parks, Casino, and Ben Salem. Come join us. We'll be right back. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, as you covered for everything you can think of. We are coming to you live from the Parks, Casino, Sportsbook. It is beautiful. You're eating some awesome food. Shout-out to Parks, giving us some Sweet food from bamboo here There's great food, great times It is an awesome place Come on out and hang out
4: It's also a great uh, like sports calendar time I don't really think Once March Madness ends You kind of move past yeah. it But you think about Obviously NBA playoffs are about to start Baseball's just starting we got the Masters going on So I feel like there's a lot of different things happening 100% Draft's yeah. only two weeks the away draft's
3: only a couple weeks away The Masters, like you said There's a start of baseball
4: season Basketball playoffs are days away It's pretty good stuff so I'm watching the Masters yesterday, right? And it's, it is just more exciting when Tiger plays. There's no getting around it. Like, I would not be watching if Tiger wasn't playing. But I think the fact that golfers have to walk and can't ride a cart is one of the dumbest rules in all of sports. Yeah, you're crazy about like, this. Wh- who? Wh- what are we proving here? Where, like, what tough We're, guy is like? Wow, I walked all eighteen holes. They said the toughest thing for Tiger coming back was he didn't know if he could walk the course. Yeah, and that and that's about what he that. should so have he, to do. So he basically all they're almost, doing is
3: hitting golf clubs.
4: You want to let him drive around in carts? Like, I'm saying, why so, make it any easier?
3: Like the one strenuous thing they have to do is walk the course. it's not strenuous
4: though. They just walk. It's strenuous to walk the course. Okay, so but uh, uh, it's strenuous in the way that you're physically moving. But let's not act like they're some athletic feet that they're walking. It's Crazy. Let me ask you Let this. him walk. Would you rather had Tiger not play or been allowed to ride? Yeah, I don't in a car. care. I don't care if Tiger plays. Like whatever. Wow. I'm not okay. A huge well, that's different. Tiger fan.
3: I think Tiger's fine. Like yes, it is definitely more compelling when he's playing. But I'm not like, I don't root for Tiger. I'm not like, oh Tiger. Like that's not my thing. Like I just don't get the big deal. Tiger about doesn't having to seem walk. like a super awesome guy. I'm not like a huge fan. Is like he's amazing and I respect the hell out of it. And it certainly is more compelling when he's interested. That's my point. But I'm not like rooting for Tiger. I don't care. I just think they should be allowed to. Riding you Can't change your rules for someone either. That would be super. I think dumb. it's a dumb rule. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic
4: rule. I appreciate that they make him walk, I, and I think they should have to. Well, work. I'm happy you don't run golf.
3: Yeah, well, I'm happy you don't run golf. A lot you, of people. You are would have happy them out there playing
4: day. with one club. You said. Now that's an interesting take as well. Oh, my God, like, it's, it's a discuss. horrendous take. I think I'd be more impressed by a golfer that did it all with well, one. club. More impressed is different
3: than forcing them to. Like, but, but what are you going to do? You're going to putt with a driver. You're sure, gonna, you have to drive with a putter. You have to that's an impossible feat. Have you ever gone golfing? It's impossible. I've never
4: Go. Yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds about trying and putt with an well, iron. You, but to be fair, you could design one club that could do all the I don't think you could, things. buddy. I don't think you could. Uh, I think yeah. you probably could. I think you could putt with a driver. If you
3: point. want to chime in on Elliot's
4: disastrous, golf
3: embarrassing golf takes, please feel free. 215-592-9494. We'll try to get to as many calls before the end of the show as we can. Let's go to Germantown and talk to my pal, Robert. Hey, Robert, how you doing, buddy?
10: Doing great, James. I was actually uh, bringing some back... Uh, there's an Australian bakery a real guy from Australia here in Royersford so I'm gonna uh, send you guys along the menu nice. for jerk Malata maybe mulata would like love to know about this place
3: who knew it's a beautiful thing what's yeah. on your mind today Robert you want to talk some birds
10: yes here's a question for you guys um, I think of you know receivers in three kind of categories you know guys who are speed guys you can throw what we used to call the bomb to people like in my day <laughs> bullet Bob Hayes you know that kind of thing the, the reception, I mean, the possession guys, the root guys, we have one, Devontae Smith. Then the final kind of guys, the David Samuel kind of guys, sort of a get the ball, short situation, break it, make something happen. Now, I'm thinking with Jalen Hurts, I've seen him throw some nice deep balls that people dropped, i.e. Rager a couple of times, some other Watkins, guys. Watkins, Watkins yeah. dropped Watkins, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, think, I think the kind of guy... It's a a real dilemma for me. Given a choice, say, between Trayvon Burks and N'Kobe Dean at 15, based on what's been on the air lately, I think I have to go with a guy like Burks as my receiver choice because I think he fits our offense and our, our quarterback's abilities better than... And a Williams personally. That's just my thought. What's your
4: take, so, guys? I, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting question, and I think your point about getting a Debo Samuel type of player is right. Like that is a huge asset in the offense. My only concern—I don't is, think
3: Burks is a Debo. First of well, all,
4: first of all, I think we need to not say
3: a Debo Samuel well, that's type player because he's like this. the most unique player in the league. Like you know? Reger
4: was supposed to be a Debo type guy, but like Debo is special because he's Debo, not because of the role he plays in the offense. So oh. if it was up to me, am I getting someone that I hope can be Debo? or N'Kobe Dean, like, even though I lean offense, I would take N'Kobe Dean and just have him be a great linebacker Then get someone that I need to, like, scheme all types of ways to get the ball. Also,
3: I'm not, Robert, I'm not a huge, like, I I try not to overreact too much to combine type stuff and those type of drills, but, like, some of the stuff with Burks is is really bad. Like, when you put together his 40 time with his, like, shuttle cone and that type of stuff, it's bad. Like, the numbers are are pretty historically bad for someone drafted that high. Like, most of the guys who have his combination of those numbers do not work out in the NFL. So I don't think I, – I agree with your idea of getting – and obviously, again, not a Debo type, but a player who can make things happen in the open field or you can use in different ways. You can do sweeps with. You can hand the ball off to you. you can give him short passes and let him do his thing. Like, I'm all for that. I just don't think Burks is that
10: guy. Well, fair enough. But do you think it's more important to draft that person than – the dean like a super impactful defensive player we got one choice guys which way are you going to go yeah no, great
4: I, call I, robert we appreciate it I, I think i go in in this instance between the two and i'm happy actually that we're getting down to like this guy or this guy yeah me too enough. buddy let's do this um and you're gonna you surprised. know who i'm taking i yeah, mean yeah you're a nicobe dean guy and i'm an offensive guy but i would go into kobe wow dean. Yeah. that that actually is surprising just, to me i just don't see it with burks like i my biggest concern he talked about the different type of receivers. For me, my biggest concern is a guy that the, the role is to use him like Debo. And that's not a shot at Debo. Debo is an amazing player. No, it's, he's that, a it's unique, that no he's one a, can be Debo. Yeah, Don't unicorn, try and recreate. Right? Like, yeah, he's a unicorn. Perfect. Exactly. So, I, like, Nicobe Dean, I, I agree that I think a receiver is more important than a linebacker, but I have more faith in Dean than I do Burks. Let's go
3: to Collegeville and talk to T. How you been, buddy?
11: Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? Thanks Long for taking time, my call.
3: You doing good, T. It's been a while.
11: Yeah, I'm always listening. Every single nice, day. Man. It's not a nice, show that nice. goes by that I don't listen. Sometimes it's not able to call.
3: Love it, man. What's on
11: your mind? First first let's start with Gus the caller like twenty minutes ago. What a moron. Uh, just all the takes on the Eagles. So just uh, he seems like an intelligent guy, but what he brought to the table today on the call was just you, well,
3: you you heard my reaction to it, T. Well, yeah,
11: I, I, was,
4: I was, agreed with Gus, though. I mean, I look, I think there were certain things he said that maybe I wasn't completely behind, but I think his overall point is true with this trade. Like, they, like he's getting all this praise because he accumulated more draft capital than he traded out. But those draft picks have not turned into anything yet. And after having three first-round picks this year... And so far, having them not seen turn into anything in terms of trade value or anything like that, I think it's very fair not to be like super excited about this trade. It didn't solve any problems.
11: That's that's totally obvious, Elliot. But the problem with his his approach, and I I don't want to stand this too long because I want to talk about what I want to talk about, is that the gentleman, he didn't have the vision. He told you from the beginning that he didn't have the long game vision and that the NFL doesn't have that. So right away, he can't speak about this because he can't see it, he doesn't understand it, he doesn't have the foresight to understand the long game of what Howie's trying to do. Now, whether Howie does it or not, you got to wait. So, so that's why I believe he's wrong, because the presentation that he brought was just it, it was put together wrong. But anyway. T,
3: what do you want to call in about uh, for you today?
11: For the for the Eagles. Okay, look, for the DK Metcalf, you do the deal with the Price is Right. I agree with that in short. For the Tyron Matthew, for the Honey Badger, I believe it's ultimately a great move that you actually need to do. When you look at the top ten paid receivers highest in the NFL for – what they're going to get contractually, average per year, DK Metcalf's going to be in the twenties easily. That's there's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Okay, when he gets his new contract, so now you're going to have to trade the picks, but you're going to have to pay this kid all this kind of money. When it comes to Tyran, if you look at the top ten receivers per year average, you're you're looking at anywhere from twelve million to like eighteen million. It's it's not even close. Okay, it's talking about and top ten you safeties. Say? You're saying top ten safeties, top ten yeah. safeties. Now now what, when he brings to the table comprehensively, he brings the winning. He brings the attitude. He shows you how to be basically um, a, a safety that is undervalued and should never have done what he's done in the NFL at his size and position and speed to, to something that he can get every ounce of effort and greatness out of it. And he can, it, it's, it can project. It can really grow and, and teach these young safeties in the secondary. I'd rather have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, and Tyron Matthew all molding the defense as far as winning capabilities and show them what maximum effort is as great players, whether they're Hall of Fame or whether they're Pro Bowls or all Those four gentlemen, whether we win or not, that's not the situation I'm in with. What I'm in with is what I can get out of Tyran in those two years. I would love a a three-year deal with an exit option on the third year for two years. You can't get them for one year, and you can't get them for three. Two years is what you need, okay? And if if you can't, you go get like Jaquan Brisker from Penn State as a safety. And as far as Traylon Burks, this wide receiver class is so deep, man. I I, I could tell you 200 prospects because I'm a nerd at football. Love you don't it. need Traylon Burks, okay? You just don't need him right T- now. I,
3: I agree. And great call and great points about Matthew. Well, I do think that, you know, if you make the Matthew signing, it's not just uh, on-the-field stuff. It's the knowledge. It's the, well, I mean, DK can be that, too. I like. No, I, no, I'm no, happy. I'm talking
4: said... at that position. Like, well, he was Eagles... comparing the two. He was saying I, 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 he didn't say it outright, well, it but it is, sounds it like is he was. way would prefer... cheaper. I mean,
3: it's silly to compare DK DK Metcalf's going to get a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he's a way better player. Yeah, like they're not even in the same ballpark. Like yes. Matthew's going to get like twenty or thirty million or whatever. Maybe right. at this point, who knows?
4: I think it's interesting. He, I think, this is what I heard him say. How many callers this this offseason have called and been like, "Well, I don't want them to win anyway." So it's like. Well, then how, how impressed am I supposed to be about yeah, the see, plan that you I have? I want the them plan?
3: to win. I am just all right with them prioritizing 2023 over 2022. But so, I am I still want them to but win. Also, but you, and I think they're going to be better than people think. Like I said at the beginning of the show, like I actually think based on a bad division, based on a bad conference, based on an easy schedule, based on Hurts in year two with the offense, Sirianni and the whole coaching staff back in year two, And the fact that, like, yeah, they haven't added a ton, but they haven't really lost anything that was super important from last year. Like, I think they're going to be better than you people think. I think they're, like, a 10-win football
4: team or something. So I think the worry with the Eagles 9-10, that range. Like, they're going to be right where they were last year. I think think the worry with the Eagles is the best thing they have going for them is the schedule.
3: Which, you know, was the same
4: thing that was the best thing they had going for them last year. So, like, in one year I can get down with that, but two years, like, I don't know.
3: 215-592-9494. One more segment for Go Birds Radio Live from the beautiful Sportsbook at Park Casino. Parks Casino will get to as many calls as we can. And speaking of Parks Casino, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey and so much more, whether you live in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. And with an amazing offer, new customers can make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Download the all-new BetParks app right now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com. It's the only sportsbook and casino app that we here at GoBirds recommend, the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. A sportsbook and a casino all in one amazing app with live in-game betting, which is a wild ride, and you can get real great odds on that. Bet more than the score as well. You can bet on individual player performances, you know, who's gonna win the league? League champions, MVPs, rookie of the year, division champs, and of course, so many sports right now to bet on. Of course, golf. We were talking about what's happening right now with that. Tons of action to bet on right now with the Bet Parks app. And of course baseball, Philadelphia playing down there against Oakland today, a one and a half run favorite. I feel pretty good about them putting up some runs today. Again, and of course basketball, we're heading into the playoffs, all kinds of action to bet on. And again, here's the deal. New customers get your first bet risk free up to $750. The website has all the details. Visit pa.betparks.com. That's pa.betparks.com. And use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's go time. It's GOBIRDS Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino, the all-new Bet Parks Sportsbook app. Check it out. There is lots of fun that we have. We're going to try to get to as many calls as we can this segment leading off Coming up next, heading into Philly's A's at 4.05 on the stations. Go back to
4: the phones, go to Glenside, and talk to our buddy Matt. How you been, Matt?
6: Hey, guys. How's it going?
4: What up, Matt? How you doing?
6: Hey, uh, Elliot, last we spoke, Jack Fritz gave me a homework assignment, if you remember. Oh, oh yes. Um, I tried to get your dad Oh, I was not here for
4: this one. Yeah. I forget the player, but it was his dad scouting report, I believe, on different quarterbacks.
6: Yeah, so James, little background. My dad, big college football guy. He was a big fan of the McNabb pick when nobody else was. Ooh. He was uh, talking about the Nick Foles pick when basically nobody was. Love this. And uh, he liked the Jalen guru. Hurts
4: pick. He knows ball. Yeah,
6: yeah clearly. All right. So, all. so
3: what's what's the so, uh, Matt's dad's analysis? That's right. So
6: Malik Willis, he basically said that um, he's you know, much more mobile. He has a bigger arm. Um, but he believes that Jalen Hurts is a better above the shoulders guy. Right. Um, he also said to be careful, just because Malik Willis has played for not quite the same programs like Oklahoma and Alabama that Jalen played for. So, so by he, virtue of him playing for Liberty,
4: it? is he in or out on Malik Willis? He, he's out. Okay. okay, that's what we need to know. He, so out on Malik? He's Willis. out. All right. Yep. I now agree he with did say
6: assessment. he did say that Pickett. Could be great, but he only had one year to show uh, what he what he was in college.
3: Where does where does Matt's dad come down on the tiniest hands in the NFL? Is that not a thing? James is concerned. It's all I care about with that. Nothing else matters to me with this guy. I'm out. I'm out. Tiny hands
6: out. I mean again, he just said he could be. He hasn't seen enough, but he could
3: be. Look, I don't Um, have huge hands, but I don't have to grip a football and throw it in the NFL. You know? Yeah.
4: Anyway, go ahead.
6: Uh, lastly, Elliot, you've been throwing so much shade at Zach Pascal, like on Twitter, like I don't get it, man. What 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 do you have for Zach Pascal?
4: All right, first of all, Why Zach seems like I have no issue with him. Wow, but, but Matt, also, thanks like, for bringing this to our attention. The, the pick of the number 11, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but I think it could potentially tank the season. <laughs> like It's, it's oh one of the worst decisions. The last <laughs> time the Eagles had a receiver that wore number 11, it was Steve Smith. I think we all remember how that year played Yo, out. I mean, Carson Wentz did wear 11s. So yeah, <laughs> it's, just ba- it's bad vibes, like him wearing number 11. And also, let's be real. Zach Pascal is going to be, like, the fourth receiver. Well, ideally the fourth receiver on this team. So, yeah. But that's what I'm talking receiver. about. I
6: don't know why you're putting him so low. Like, he's literally, like, he's in competition. Rager,
3: he's just I mean, going to start. Yeah, he's, and right now, if the season started tomorrow, he's a starter. If he's a starter. Matt, great call, buddy. If, Keep calling us. If he's a starter, then they have one of the but worst they, receiving r- groups in the am, league. Am I wrong? If the season starts tomorrow, Zach Pascal's a starter. Yes. Yeah, you're hoping they add someone else. Obviously, I am too, whatever, but. But he's a starter. if They but start I, tomorrow. I, I guess what I should you be saying You can't say is,
4: fourth receiver yet. He's third. Correct. What I meant to say was on a good receiving core, he's a fourth or fifth receiver. Let's go to Ryan in New York. Yo, Ryan. Ryan. Hey there, James. How's it
7: going,
3: guys? Hey, buddy. How you doing, pal?
7: Pretty good. I'm a pod listener, long-time yes! listener, first-time uh, caller. My um, so, man. Thanks for calling, Yeah, guy. first thing I want to say, is thanks for doing the pod. I really appreciate you guys' uh, oh, dialogue. Couldn't do it if um, you didn't listen.
3: Literally, yeah, we do it for the <laughs> listeners. It really means a lot, man. Thank you.
7: All right, so I wanted to talk quickly about the Saints trade. Um, James, right. I'm with you. I love the trade for all the reasons you've laid out. Smart, next year's class looks great, love the flexibility, all of that. That said, my first reaction mirrored yours, Elliot. Yeah. It's a boring trade. It's <laughs> exactly. a really boring trade. Yes, except for I one detail one detail which is we now get to root against the dude saints, which ryan, i think we we're gonna do anyway
3: i'm so with you dude it's the most under talked about fun part of this trade it's super fun to root against a team like that is a fun thing to do next year whenever the saints are on, we're like ooh, ooh, we gotta watch let's root against the saints ryan it is not like if we're talking about because this this whole point elliot's talking about is, is fun right it's about having fun with your football team like that exactly. is a fun aspect of the okay, trade let me ask that about,
4: might not look like a fun trade. Right. That's fun. Let me ask you guys this. What's more fun, spending the season rooting against the Saints or spending the season watching the Eagles with another talented player? But we Again. get two of those.
3: Yeah, and, and again... You could add three. Yeah, I know, they are never gonna going three. to draft three. I get that,
4: I get that. They were allowed to draft three, though. Like, the point I making is, you're right, it's it fun... Didn't take a player Hold away. On. You you're just right. added capital. It's, it's fun to follow the Saints, but it's so interesting listening to the rationale people make. Like, this is a great trade because next year they can find somebody. It's a great trade because next year they can get a quarterback. It's a great trade because we can root against the Saints. What does any of this have to do with the actual 2022 roster? Nothing. I haven't heard one way this helps this year's roster. So from that perspective, I can't, like, say it's a phenomenal like home run trade because it didn't solve any problems.
3: Ryan, Ryan, thanks for calling.
7: That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. The last thing I, the last thing I wanted to say, though, um, the Saints are not only a team that we are probably, I don't know if I don't want to speak for you guys, but I root for the Saints, root against the Saints every year. So that's something I was going to do yeah, anyway. But, uh, uh, obviously, we have team, more motivation.
3: It's a team we already don't like. And Ryan, thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate it. Keep listening to the pod. It's, all, it's fun. It's fun to do. All right, let's squeeze a couple more if we can, and let's get to Nick in Norristown. Nick, what's up, buddy? What's up, boys? How we doing? Good, man. What's on your mind, pal?
1: Well, it's
0: hard to say this after Elliot's uh, golf slash Tiger Woods comments, but at least about the trade, Elliot, you could not be more right. And <laughs> okay. when I initially saw the trade, it's like a little confusing when you read about it. It's like, wait, what did we do? But yeah, then definitely. I finally figured out, like, oh, okay, we basically traded a one for a one, two, and three. And, like, even though i knew like in my heart of hearts like that makes sense wow okay cool a lot of value and this is before i ever heard your take on it i was like but like who cares about picks if we if they're not good players like who cares and then when you put it in the in the framework of we just lived through this and then i just thought to myself not only did we just live through this we lived through this and the current offseason ended up being like the craziest in nfl history with this guy going here and this guy going there and this guy going here and All I heard for a year was the Eagles are going to be the most equipped, best equipped, blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of sick of people acting like rookies can't contribute and aren't a big deal just because we've missed on rookies and ours haven't been very good. I mean, last year, our first two picks ended up being huge for us. And, again, I just look think of it as like money in the bank. Okay, the draft's in the bank. I love money. I love having it in the bank. But, like, Fun. What is fun about that? If that doesn't equate to players, and yeah, you never spend it, I, Nick, and it I, just feels—it just feels like we're going to be let down. And next year, we're just going to be saying, "Dang, I wish we took that guy instead of trading that pick to the Look, I and get it, Nick. I get fun. it.
3: I get it. And good call. But look, it, it comes down to them taking good players with those two picks. But also, more importantly, to your point, like the reason they didn't get these guys this offseason is because the players didn't want to come here. You can trade up with a team in the draft. It has nothing to do with whether the player wants to come here. Art, right, real quick, we're up again, so we just got to say hi to our buddy Tom from Vancouver. Tom, we can't wow. really chat it up because we have to break. This is VIP status. We have Phillies leading off, but I'm literally just saying hi to you because you called in at the very end of the show. How you doing, pal? You doing all right?
10: Love you guys. I, uh, yeah, it's hard to keep track of your schedule. I'm actually yeah. on the top so, of a ski hill right now. Oh, wow. <laughs>
3: look at that! All right, well, you brand. you ski. We'll, for, it looks like moving forward, we're in pretty good shape to be one to three. You're at Park Casino every Saturday for a while, so we should be good. Call us earlier next time. We love you, buddy. It's Terrific. Love you guys, too, and the listeners. All right, it was a pleasure. I think it's the first time I've ever just gone to a car to say hi. Yeah.
4: It was funny. He was on again, the top so of the to. ski hill, Yeah, too.
3: and he got in at the very end of the show, just popped in there. I was like, you know, we'll say hi to Tom. Go skiing. We'll talk to you next week. But also, uh,
4: bad job by him not calling at the start Well, of the yeah, show.
3: I mean, that's on him. We, yes. we didn't have a time to start the show for with. For sure. Brandon it's had very to start disappointing. the show. Yes. Well,
4: Brandon did good, though. He did great. All
3: right, uh, coming up next, leading off action, we will preview today's Phillies-A's game. We'll get you the starting lineup, the starting pitchers, all that stuff coming up next. So uh, thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here from the Parks Casino and Sportsbook. We'll talk to you guys next week.